Taskmaster. I need an analysis of this blood sample I'm sending you. Wait a minute. I need a midichlorian count. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 I find your lack of faith disturbing. Oh, do not. There is no try. It's a trap. Welcome to another episode of the Steel City Squadron podcast we have a pretty full house tonight so let's go through we've got uh nick the duke of hobbies hello we've got chuck hello drew what's up guys and we managed to rope our guest from last week to come back again we've got jack as well hello there so today we're going to talk about how much the force is worth on a ship the answer is 12 points. Thanks again for listening to another exciting episode of the Steel City Podcast. Actually, wait a second. Because the Force is worth 12 points. We'll, we'll get to that. But I kind of want to show our work a little bit. The, the questions we asked along the way doing research for this led us into some very interesting places. So backing it all the way up. We all know the Force is good. The Force is really, really good. It's probably the best ability to have in 2nd Edition. Uh, when you have a completely unblockable, unpreventable, passive mod, that ship becomes either very, very offensively strong or very, very defensively strong, or both. Um, when you add on to that... Force powers, which is both the printed abilities on Force users and the attached uh, cards that you can also put on them, um, those can also sometimes be okay. We actually, the second half of our conversation today, uh, or possibly not today, uh, is going to be all about Force powers and which ones are good. Um, and which so ones are not. Yes, because there are that's actually most of them. Wait, there's force abilities that aren't good? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. Oh, I gotta listen to that part. Um, the other reason it's sort of important, and we really wanted to talk about force, and I wanted to answer this question of how much is the force worth? And what that really means is how many points does a ship get taxed for having access to the force? So, like I said, we're going to talk about specific force abilities later. Um, but fundamentally, um, every faction has at least one Force pilot and at least one Force crew. Um, the faction that really got shafted with this is Scum, with only having Ventress and Maul. Um, and we'll talk about what effect that has a little bit later and how they get, unfortunately, taxed a little bit higher for that. So we'll talk about that later. So like I said, we're breaking down, we're looking at Force points 
and then later on we'll talk about force abilities. Now I want to make it clear. I I've said before on this cast that I am not great at math. And I understand theoretically that FFG has an equation that covers point costing. And it covers all aspects, including force costs. And when they adjust their their points, they're really just adjusting that equation. So I'm not trying to find that. Um, I'm they, more. Do they really have an equation, though? Yes. I uh, yes. yes, yes, they, they do. do. They said that. Whether okay. or not they've said it, they, they have never directly said what they have. But like, I know from talking to people within the playtester group and everything, and interviewing other like competitive uh, elements, uh, they all generate equations for this kind of stuff. And like, they've talked about half points when they've done the math on stream before. Okay, I'm just curious. I've never. Sometimes when they point value things, it's kind of like, do they have a equation for this? Because that <laughs> kind of seems kind of rat like red, ridiculous. But well, and and I think it's that's actually a great point, Chuck. And I don't mind us getting a little diverted here, because um, it's it was very clearly a a, a big deal when they allowed five X to happen. Like they they were very conscious about having that. 41 point barrier before they allow a ship to have five copies on the board. So the the answer to your question is like yes, I do think they have one. No, they haven't released it in, in a lot of ways. I don't I don't want to find that. What I want to find is how things get adjusted in relation to each other. Because what that equation really is, is you have a base cost that then gets taxed or discounted based on a lot of other factors. So breaking it apart, we, uh, we're going to start looking at upgrades, which right now is only crew and gunners. Um, I don't know if they could really have a force point on any other kind of upgrade card, but it's possible in the future. Um, so looking at crew and gunners, this is actually where it's, it should in a lot of ways be easier to get that number that we were asking about at the beginning. You know, how many points is it worth? Sort of whatever Seventh Sister Crew is worth, right? Because she's she is the upgrade card with the Force that has the least useful ability. It's so niche that you would ever use her actual ability text. What you're paying for most of the time with Seventh Sister Crew is just having the Force on your ship. So that's that's nine points, but you have to factor in how much competition there is in her field. So she is specifically an Imperial crew with force. And there are, I actually should have done my numbers on this beforehand, but there are, what, four other Imperial crew with force? Jack, help me out. Uh, there uh, crew? is five. Uh, there's one, two, uh, well, there's one, two, Just... three, four crew in total, uh, but Palp takes up two crew slots. So. Right, which is, so that that's another way of balancing, and he actually gets, so, sorry, rewinding myself. So she has lots of competition, which drives her price down artificially. Um, and basically, she becomes either just used for a force point or used to provide one of those other crew a second force point for their power. 
So looking at the rest of those, um, most of them will stabilize right around the 12 point mark. Um, as Nick just pointed out, that was really helpful. Um, Palp does take that second slot. So he has arguably one of the best force abilities in the game. Um, so you're paying not just for the force point, but also for his ability. But then you get it discounted because he costs an additional crew slot. And as I just mentioned, there's a lot of competition for those in the Empire. Right. I think I think that's the best way of thinking about it. He's because it's the double crew. That's why he's not going to cost as higher as some of the other crews out there in the game right now. Agreed. He's, he's paying his value not necessarily at all in just force point per se. He's right, and he's also, also paying his cost in opportunity cost of crew because it's like if you're taking palp, you're taking palp, and nobody else. Exactly. So looking at other factions for a little bit more guidance, you get you get Maul in Scum, who is sort of stabilized at twelve. Honestly, and I speaking as somebody who uses him a lot because he is so potent, because adding the force is so valuable. Um, I think he could probably go up another point or two and still be stapled onto a couple of ships. Like that's how good he is. Not for his ability per se, although it is pretty good. Um, but just because he used the force. And then if you jump over to Rebels, that you get Ezra and Kanan also coming in right at that 12 point mark. Again, both of them have somewhat useful abilities, which we'll get to in the second half, but it's also most of the time they're there just to give you a force. Um, I think in, in talking about crews and gunners, I think FFG has gotten to a good place in in getting a, a concrete value out of, not a concrete, but like a base value out of crew force points. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most of them seem pretty well priced like even um resistance leia at 17 points yep is still i mean relatively worth it it's hard to it's hard to really fit her on something that's not named kova now but <laughs> at 17 points it's still worth putting her on kova yes and if they ever, like, take... Co I think if they actually take Covanel away from that Resistance Leia, then she might you might see her move to the less a lot less played, and then her point value might come down. Right, because at that point, she's less less valuable. You're not paying the tax for her ability as much. Well, it's simply because you have to... Well, that, and you'd have to put her on a Falcon. Right. That's right. the like, only other ship Resistance can use right now. Um, that can you know put Leia, you know that general Leia on the on the board, which is very limiting for so, the uh, faction itself. But well, and, and that's sort of um, Chuck. Chuck used a very very great phrase, um, opportunity cost earlier, and that's a really good way to think about. So it's not just how much competition there is for the slot, like with the Imperial Force users. It's how common that slot is in your faction. So there mm -hmm. are so few ships in the resistance that can take her in some ways she actually needs to be a little cheaper because of that because it otherwise like you can't you can't use her at all i i i think that well just her in general i think they got her point total pretty well 
marketed somewhat yeah. uh, just because you can cheat the game so much with Kova. And like, because the ship... And it, and it, and it's kind of just with... You could get away with it, but they're with someone else in that transport pod, but the fact that Kova is still useful while having Leia on her. It's not like you're bringing a ship that's going to just bringing Leia. You know what I mean? Resi- I don't think Resistance... Sorry, my dogs are barking. Um, yeah, my dog Leia is barking at the fact that I'm talking about her right now. Um, but... And she totally threw me off my train of thought. But the Kova <laughs> is useful with Leia built in because the ship itself is still useful. You're not wasting a whole ship just to put Leia on it, is what I'm trying to say. Which is something Where... that you sometimes see happen with, with Rebel Leia. This is getting way off track, but is, is worth thinking about for opportunity cost and slot value. Like Sometimes you take a crew carrier in Rebels just to put Leia on it. And you absolutely take a crew carrier in Imperial to put Palp. Yes. And that's and, been in the game since 1.0. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Resistance has the ship power to waste a ship on Leia. I agree completely. There are many like, things I dislike about Resistance and get frustrated by playing across from them. But I, I agree that they are starved for options especially options for they have some really interesting crew combos but they don't have the ships to play them yeah so um pulling us back to talking about the force um, i think does anybody have any additional upgrade talk we we sort of haven't haven't really covered uh republic or separatist but we kind of don't need to because in some ways like the republic is all force all the time and so those costs are sort of just built into their ships. We'll end up talking a lot about them when we talk about force powers. I mean, the Republic's force and oddball, so. Right. Wait, uh... oddball has a force, right? Yeah, yeah. Good. It's called the force <laughs> of a fist. <laughs> uh, bringing it back, though. Like, yeah. like, I, like I was saying, those... So, this actually ties in perfectly because it's when you have almost no force or all force all the time, it's not useful for sort of splitting out those, those instances where we can figure out how much it's worth. Um, there is only one ship in the game that's really super valuable for this because it has both a generic force user and a non-generic or a generic non-force user. And that's the TIE V1. So, it's released as the Inquisitor's tie. And until the latest points update, sort of everyone had forgotten that there was this card included called Baron of the Empire. And even though that, that card has now dropped to 28 points versus the 36 points on the Inquisitor, which is also going to be valuable in a second. I'm, I'm, I'm laying my, my groundwork. Um, even at 28 points on a fairly good chassis, the Baron of the Empire really isn't seeing a lot of play. Um, we just had the first weekend of the, what's it called? The World Galactic Champions. Yeah. yeah. The, right, the Galactic Championship. Thank you, Nick. Um, and even there, we didn't see a lot of success with Barons. Right. Like, the, the chassis has too many weaknesses 
without having a force on it. So the, the price difference right now, um, as of the July 2020 points update, you have 28 points for a Baron of the Empire. You have 36 points for an Inquisitor. Um, 36 points is still bargain for that ship for a couple of reasons. Um, so that's, that's also just eight point gap. It's valuable to look at these two um, instances because it's the same initiative and they're both generics. So there are no force abilities involved. It's just a force point that you're paying for. Um, and the ability to install a force power, which is not actually very good, with one exception. Um, so th th this is actually, I said at the beginning that force was really valuable because it made your ship exceptionally strong in attack or defense. The V1, it's all about defense, right? Because you've got three evade dice. And the, the key here is that force becomes more powerful the more dice you're rolling. So if you're rolling three versus two, then you have that extra die as a chance to roll that eyeball result. Um, there aren't really any other instances where you have generics, but there are a couple of other chassis across um, the game where you have same initiative, force user, non-force user. So um, Luke and Thane in the T-65s, um, Nick or Chuck, you both have some seat time with both of those. How would you compare their, their points costs? Uh, Luke, in my personal opinion, is priced exactly right. Um, and the difference between him and Thane, like, you know, that I, I, it's, it's tough to just go between the two right there. Cause I think the best way to really compare it is Luke, Thane and Wedge. Um, and that's just cause you got to look at that I six aspect of it versus the I five, uh, with no force and yeah. that jump from 48 to 55 for wedge is right on. So yeah. that's the kind of gap I'm looking at and then stack on two force with rec easy recovery, rec easy recurring force, uh, for Luke. It's, it's that that's like, in my mind, I see that as being even between the two. At this point. I, I agree completely. And, and, that ability, uh, I want to I want to talk about this a little bit more in a couple of minutes. The any ability that gives you a chance to regen more than one force a turn is beyond multiplicative. It's I, I think Wed, uh, Luke is probably one of the best force users in the game because of because of his ability to regen. He never doesn't have a defensive force. That was the correct number of negatives, right? He never doesn't. Yes, I did it right. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, Drew, I was going to ask you to talk about, we also have a Kylo and Blackout um, over in FO. Same chassis, same initiative, and you're paying 13 more points for Kylo. Uh, Blackout's coming in at 63, and Kylo's rocking in at an even... 76 is it worth it um i mean it's interesting because kylo you got that uh the force ability that it it, it start it's like two phase you start it off after you defend so so then so, you so can... set aside his ability for a minute it's okay. just just as the ability um, thumbs up thumbs down are you going to be using it no most of the time good no so mostly you're just paying for the force. 
is it worth so we saw in the v1 you're only paying eight points for the force here you're effectively paying 13. is it worth the tax for two force no not really um for what the platform can do it's insane to have you know that 13 point difference in the same initiative i mean to be uh, fair though we and it, we see kylo on tables successfully we don't see blackout on well, tables right well yes but if you like i said though kylo's ability is technically twofold now yes you can do you can pick a, a crit that uh what is it like panic pilot yeah honestly honestly kylo could be honest kylo could, could be completely blank and it is worth it between the two and and i think that's that is true because he's his stat line is so is so balanced three attack three defense you're you're burning wherever you need to and you you're rolling enough dice to make it worth it uh, right. and you have you have enough health so, so this is another there are, to, to think about def, dice are great but force because it regens one a turn the longer you're alive the more valuable it is so it's worth more on a ship with more hit points and conversely also more defense dice right yeah right. and i'm and i mean i could see where kylo can be useful especially with you know him being a um kind of a stress ace where you can get him to do those you know multiple positionings and still keep those modifiers Plus, and, and you... keep in mind also that Kylo's paying a little bit of a tax for mm -hmm. being the only Force pilot in his faction. Right? right, exactly. So there's like nobody to truly kind of compare him to or like points-wise because, I mean, there is nobody. But when you look at it, Kylo is 13 points. We've established that you can pick up crew at 12 points So with one Force power force point so if you're looking at kylo two force points is worth 13 um yeah, it's a I'll, I'll take it it's a i'll take steal. it at two points yeah <laughs> all right for two points because it's yeah. un, it's again it's that un unpreventable passive mod you can't you can't block him to prevent force regen right you can't prevent force regen period well on that on that point though, where Jack was getting, you're getting two point force points on on for th for thirteen. Yeah. On Kylo, I don't think the math is that simple when it comes to onboard force for a pilot. Oh, it's definitely than, not. Rather than it is for a crew card. Yeah, so that's right. But yeah, it, more... it is it is interesting though that I think that I think what we're Dan's trying to get at is that if you look at it from a pure upgrade viewpoint, we're seeing it nine, right? Nine to twelve, that range. Okay, so average, you know, you know, ten and a half. So let's just say ten. But then from a pilot to pilot interaction, we're seeing an eight point difference for one force, a thirteen point difference between two force, and that's even between two different ships, right? Um, both at I-5s. Uh, and so it is, it's kind of crazy to think that just because it's a pilot-to-pilot -pilot difference, 
you know, where's this downgrade in the value of, or not, not even downgrade, but just where's this point reduction coming from? It, it's, are, you know, I think the key is that the point, the, the cost of force of additional force points is nonlinear, mm-hmm. which means the second force point doesn't cost as much as the first one. Mm-hmm. And it that's it's a matter of the second force point is usually more valuable, but it's not as valuable as the first. Like just getting force on your ship is worth a certain amount. And a lot of that comes down to only regening one force a turn. Think about uh, how many times you're flying force aces, whatever faction you're flying them in, and they get force starved, right? That's why Luke is so valuable. Regening. Well, go for it. Uh, Chuck, I've cut you off like three times. No, I just keep I keep trying to jump in when you're still going. I just wanted to say, though, I also think that a lot of the point, the the initial force value has to also depend on what the chassis you're putting in. Yes. Um, you're, a, force exactly point, right. a force point on a TIE silencer like Kylo is a lot different than a force point on a Sith infiltrator. Or, for that matter, a force point on a ghost. Or a ghost. Um, because, like you were, as you were talking earlier, uh, like when you get to the Sith infiltrators and compare them, like you're jumping for, and you are doing similar pilot skills. So from O sixty six SF three initiative three to Dooku, who's initiative three, is a fourteen point jump for only for three force. Yeah. Um, and, and Dooku is still not great. And yeah, even. And even so, like, if you told me to pick one of the two to put on the table, I would probably still pick 066. Um, the fact that the, the, the value isn't the same on Duke, on that type of chassis, though, if you, like, you know what I mean? I, absolutely. And I, I think it's also, once again, coming not just to the stats, of the, like the stat line of the chassis, it's always worth looking at what else is available in that chassis. So it's what other pilots are available for that ship. Because again, you have that, it's almost an economic supply and demand. Do you have, like Dooku suffers from the fact that he's only, he's he's two points cheaper than Maul and two initiative cheaper, two initiative lower, and Maul's ability is better. Yeah. Which again, I promise we'll get to abilities. Um, so we've sort of been talking about supply and demand adjusts things, multipliers adjust things because the more dice you roll, the better or worse. But the really the, the core here, and I said we were going to come to this a little while ago, anything you can put on a ship to regen more force or any way to regen more force than one a turn is hugely valuable. And things like hate um i i i hate to say this because i love the card and i would love to be able to staple it to my infiltrators all the time but at nine points it's actually not expensive enough i don't want to i like i don't want to say that but it's there are cases i on on ventress i don't want to use hate because it's not worth it on that ship 
uh, it's not worth it for her ability, but the infiltrators, both of them, I want to use their abilities all the time. And so hate is so, is valuable enough to still be used on those on those ships. Um, similarly, uh, Luke and Maul um, crew. I I on that front on the hate front, I I might be in in minority, but I actually think the variable cost to it's varied on face size, right? Yes. Not yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think the variable cost to base size was knee jerk and unnecessary. I think it's entirely too inspe- expensive for big base ships. Um, and what? at the same time, it's it's still inexpensive enough for small base ships like V1s and things like that that you would want to see it. I think they just needed to make it more expensive, but not overly expensive like it is for large base ships. Well, it, so I think of it twofold, though, is the fact that typically a larger base ship is going to have less agility, so therefore it's easier to hit, which will be easier to trigger a hate compared to a small base ship, especially if we're talking, looking at the dark side forces, which are a higher agility up in the, on average, three. So this, this literally just, and I, I haven't had a chance I, to sort of think this through, this just occurred to me. How would you guys feel if hate was scaled based on the number of force points the ship has? I think that's the right answer. But how do you well, scale it based on that? That's that's well, the, that's the tough part. Yeah, there. that's the uh, math that's really hard was, to do. See, I don't. Yeah, because I was gonna say, if you're scaling it up due to how many points they have, you would almost be outpricing it for somebody like Vader. That's well, but that's part of like. I don't so think I, it needs to be variably costed. That's, I, I may have the 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 um, bad opinion on that or whatever the unpopular so, opinion. Yeah. But I think I, I a, would... a, a five point four. I think like five points on hate all around is probably no, better than three I, on I, I, I would Vader agree. and nine on Maul. I agree that it it could come to the middle a little bit because we're right now we're seeing it largely on on small bases. Um, I don't think there's is there a medium base with a force point not yet no uh the lat not yet yet not yet right so all this out the door no Uh. which which is great actually so so i i want to i want to throw this out to the world these guys all tried to convince me not to do this topic until after the lat came out but i want to use that ship to check a prediction so i'll get to that at the end well, the lat doesn't come with a force. You'd have to load it with crew. Right. Which so so that that sort of and then, that that has nothing to do with my prediction. You couldn't Let's get put back hate on to it, hate though. for a second. So, uh, the the problem with line pricing hate making it one price is that at that point it, it outcosts it for small bases, and it undercosts it for large. I do I I could be argued that it should come to the middle a little bit, but as it stands, if you put it at five points, I'm never going to take it on a V1 again. I say, because it's at three, six, and nine, depending on the base size, just make it six. No, because I'll never take it on, on Seven Sister, Fifth Brother. On, you'll never see it on Vader. And this this is actually coming. Mm, so we will we, probably we've, see it on Vader. Maybe. So we, we, we've gone way down the hate hole. 
which is fine. I, I love going down the hate hole. Um, Haters but I, hate? I really... Phrasing. Yes, that too. Um, well, I hate hate. and I love and... hate. Partially because I love Tyvee ones. And I love the Whoa. named ones that are not the Grand Inquisitor. I, I, I have a special place in my Bobby. heart for hate. And they ruined it because... I liked hate. I liked hate on Maul. I I I love hate on Maul. I personally think it was the only thing that made Maul like useful. Um, Yeah, but I mean, again, putting him. I think it was. Go ahead, Nick. Well, you're you're just talking about it was strictly how much you can abuse his ability, right? Like you get it, do a ton, and the problem, the the bad, the downside of it was, is like Maul getting to do two attacks. It was rewarding you for and, and basically having full uh, a focus shot each time so that's where the issue is because he could shoot get shot and then return the fire again now take a look at it from quick draw standpoint which quick draw gets shot and most of the time doesn't have that it's, it's harder for him to have that second mod or you have it takes a lot more work to set up that second uh mod on there so that's where i see that comparison between the two there so that's why i see i get the point and i agree with it for maul on why he needs to be uh where he's but, at and with hate. but when you but when you take it away and you put maul i think when you just put maul on an island with his three force it's it doesn't work because he never has force then you do his trick once and you can't do it again for another two to three turns because at that low of uh, at that low of agility and even you're you're taking damage whether you're regaining force or not mm-hmm. uh you can't be like well i can't regain regen i can't use my force this turn because i want to maul again later like you're you're gonna have to save yourself, so you're never gonna get to use his ability, which is my experience, because you never have force then afterwards. Well, it's I mean again, I I view it as you have to be when you're going to use his ability, it's the cost of using his ability where you're setting yourself in long term of the game. He if you're using him to be to be act as two ships out there for you, right now I just don't it's got to cost a lot to do that for him. Otherwise, you know, don't try to make him it take it as a bonus. Don't take it as the primary goal of the ship. If that makes sense. I think it does. Uh, it it may make sense, but I still think he's priced out of playability because of a knee jerk reaction to it because he wasn't that oppressive. And then the other thing to talk about with hate, we sort of we've talked around this a couple of times, but most of the time you're looking at hate on on high hit point ships, and it's more valuable the more hit points you have, which is another way you could just pay pay for hate based on some equation of hit points plus force. That's never mind. I that's a stupid but idea. But that's why the simplest was just base size. Yeah. So, um, but I wanted to talk about imperial force users with hate because this is this is sort of sort of a, a corner case. That I'm, I don't see a lot, and the argument I always hear against, like Fifth Brother or Seven Sisters, oh, you only get to use hate four times, but those four triggers, because the chassis is so defensive, 
they almost always trigger one at a time, unless you're like me and you just blank out on all your green dice. Um, the only green dice that'll be that'll like you is the ones you don't roll. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But but for yep. for starvation is is real, yeah. and because those two ships, and we'll get to this when we talk about pilot abilities, those two in particular need full force to trigger their ability. So they need both force charges active, or Vader, who needs as much force as he can get his hands on, um, the ability to to gain back even just one force a turn, additional, is is incredibly potent. So I, I think we sort of circled around. We, we came back to our original point, unless I've missed anything that anybody wanted to say. Um, and for the most part, force costs about about 12 points in an upgrade card and about eight points most of the time on a chassis. But sometimes it costs 13 to upgrade from a non-force user to a force user. Do you all agree? Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only, yeah. The only one we didn't talk about that's ridiculously over-costed was Asajj, but we can uh, we'll, we'll, leave that we'll talk about it. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about Asajj in, in part two. Um, he doesn't so, bring any. Go ahead. <laughs> so I, I said I was going to make a prediction that, that this whole thing was because I wanted to call my shot. And my shot is about Yoda Crew. And my prediction is that Yoda Crew is going to cost either 24 points and two crew slots or 17 points and one crew slot. Because we've seen that sort of that, that 12 points per force. He's bringing two force to the table. It's the first time a crew upgrade has done that. So if he costs, if he takes the two crew slots, then that sort of balances him out, and he's two crew upgrades for for twelve points each, or he's more in the vein of General Leia at seventeen. Right. I I I, think... I I I will go with I will go with he's at nineteen because that's where Leia started off at, and mm. I think that was a right starting point for Leia. And I find it yeah, like you know, and there's they crept her down a little bit for resistance. Yeah. So I'll put I'll put I I'm agreeing with you plus two. <laughs> <laughs> so so you think he's gonna be nineteen points 19, and one crew slot? One nineteen points and one crew slot. All right, let's go down the, down uh, the list. Drew, what do you think? I say he's gonna be the twenty four points and two crew slots. He's he's probably gonna be more like um, Vader and Snoke. Or not Vader, Palpin Snoke. Um, especially for like the Republic, he's going to end up taking those two slots. Jack, I'm going to bet the under on this. I am going to say uh, two crew spots and what were you saying, Dan? How many two points? Two crew and twenty-four. I'm going to go way under. I'm going to say two crew, two force, and let's call it fifteen points. Who? Oh, wow. Okay. So keep in mind that that Yoda crew is also one of the only ways to pass other people force. Yeah, I'm sticking with it because there's not a lot. There's going to be one crew carrier for him. True. So you're paying for not just Yoda, you're paying for his carrier. Fair. So I think they're going to start. Uh, I'm going to say 
I, I don't want to, it's going to be a little weird. He's going to, he's going to be the amount of crew slots the lat has. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. At 18 yeah. points, plus or minus two points. So he's going to be 16 <laughs> to 20 points, and the amount of crew the lat has is how many crew slots he's going to take. All right. And we will have to tune okay. back in once once that pack is released and uh, see how right or wrong we all were. Um, that's going to wrap up part one of our discussion on Force. Uh, thank you guys for, for bearing with. Uh, I know I talked a lot, but uh, I think it was all valuable. Let's move. Well, let's, let's wrap this one. Is that a pat one. on your back? No. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean it that way. I know. I'm just let's trying. edit that, that part out. I don't even remember what I said. All right. I'll, um, I'll, I'll edit it out. Everything Dan said was valuable, and he did a very good job running the No, I was, I, I was trying to say that, that you guys had good, good, never mind. Yeah. I'm going to shut the fuck up now. <laughs> Dan uh, is awesome. We all suck. We should have talked more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not never. Uh, just, just let me go. All right. So <laughs> go, go from, no. go from. Uh, we're, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, thank you all for listening today, and thank you to uh, everyone else chatting uh, with all their awesome opinions. Uh, we've got Jack. Goodbye there. <laughs> uh Oh, crack me up. <laughs> Drew. Catch you guys on the next one. Chuck. Uh, I'll talk in a third person later. Okay. Bye. And uh, and Nick, the Duke of Hobbies. Thank you all. <laughs> See you, everyone. Jedi scum. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. I'm one with the force, the force is with me. I'm one with the force, the force is with me. I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. Thank you again for joining us today on the Steel City Squadron Podcast. Intro, outro songs, Star Wars Trap Music by Trap Music Now, with edits by our own host, Chuck. Ending ad song, Welcome to the Show by Kevin McAloy. For more information, see the show notes or visit us on the web at anchor.fm slash Podcast. You can contact us at SteelCityPod. Best way to support the show is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.